What's up, Benjamin? I, did I just hear birds chirping in the background? That is correct. Birds exist. No, I mean, <laughs> in the it, city. isn't it like 8, 8 p.m.? It is 7 p.m. 7 p.m. But it's Sorry. bright outside. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's quite bright. I was, I was just surprised. I thought it was birds in the background. I just heard them. Yeah, again, yeah, I'm in the southern, <laughs> southern hemisphere, my friend. It's summer here. So for you, you guys out there who haven't heard, um, I'm traveling a bit, extended my stay, um, refused to go back to cold gray Berlin, which uh, uh, yeah, eventually is going to happen next week. But right now, good. it's summer. I'm happy. All fine. Yep, excellent. I mean, I'm uh, so Ben is in Cape Town and I'm in Bangalore. Um, mm -hmm. It's pretty good. It was raining earlier, but now it's calmed down. Um, yeah, it's been a, as always, coming back home is an interesting week. Lots of uh, domestic issues to deal with. But I have some very good news as well, which Ben, I shared with you just before we went live. After all the trouble, my club, United has actually appointed a visionary interim but visionary manager, Ralph Ragnick. Ben, please tell us about what German qualities he will bring to my currently rudderless United. <laughs> While in, let's say, in the real estate mar market, it is location, 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 location that matters. For a proper German football coach, it's structure, structure, structure. Something, I guess, um, that, that uh, the stereotype of a German uh, would be, yeah, would, would fit to the classic stereotype. I, actually, before we jump into the show, a quick thing. You just said location, location, location. I was reminded, a, a friend of mine just sent me a story today. I'm guessing you saw this. It's called Decentraland, the uh, virtual virtual real estate plot, which got sold for $2.5 million. What was it? I'm just trying to pull it up on my WhatsApp. Yeah. Virtual, virtual plot sold for two and a half million USD in decentralized. Yeah. So it's not, just, it's not just shoes and shirts. We're buying everything in our metaverse, which is yet to be born in some sort of official way, but it already exists in different pockets. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, in the future, you will travel to virtual Bangalore. You're not. You're going to be in your pod somewhere on this planet, and you do all all the stuff virtually. Don't, don't scare me. I mean, no, that I will. I will. I will probably do that, but I will also travel. Got to do that. But anyway, also. let's let's keep going. Sweet. Yeah. Um, by the way, for you, it's almost a, a late night session, right? How, what's what's the time? Yeah, yeah. It is a bit later for me. It's ten thirty. So we finish and I jump into bed. That's the yeah. Okay. I, I, go I, for I dinner. Sure you like. Yeah. But it's always windy in Cape Town. So sorry if the the curtains. And I love uh, enlighten or uh, darken me. Um, maybe the dark lord will come back. Whatever. Um, let's jump right into it. And of course, I forgot to prepare <laughs> the first screen that I wanted to share with you. Let me quickly do this. It is about yeah the metaverse. We were talking about it um, before, and this is the topic and what we wanted to show you: the football club. Munich-based startup, exciting startup, my friends. What do they do? Um, before I scroll down and show you all the cool stuff, two things you need to know. Of course, it's, it's on the blockchain, but besides that, they have a fantasy sports game. This is basically like the, the entrance gate to their universe, their metaverse. And when you play, 
you get rewards if you're good. If not, maybe you also get some smaller uh, rewards. But the key is that the rewards are NFT merchandise, virtual merchandise. And we'll come back to that later. But um, to give you a quick um, overview of what this looks and feels like. So this is a jersey from a bunch of German Bundesliga clubs, which uh, is not a coincidence because they have signed an official agreement with DFL, Deutsche Fußballliga. So they are actually allowed to show and sell all of this stuff. So um, in their football metaverse, you have your avatar and you can buy um, this merchandise. You can win this merchandise. Uh, a bunch of stuff is even for free. Um, and then you look like this fancy dude here with his slippers, white socks and the, the fancy helmet and some Eintracht Frankfurt merchandise. Um, you see like a bunch of the, the players you can use for your fantasy game manager, but all in order to be good to win and get all of this good stuff here. Um, and as this little sticker up here says, it's officially licensed and that is the key. Why is that interesting? Uh, why do we mention it this week? Um, the football club, the app was available for uh, for a while now, but now they officially launched. Um, they also announced a partnership with DFL, a bunch of Bundesliga clubs, and they also announced a partnership with Kicks.com, a at least in, in in Europe or Germany, a famous basketball streetwear brand. And this is the kind of partnerships you would expect from them um, to bring certain brands from the physical world into the virtual one. And this my friends again is a multi-billion dollar market because it's not there yet it's in the making um for us old dudes uh it might be a bit weird to hear that you now buy virtual merchandise but at some point it makes click it makes sense we live digitally we present ourselves digitally and therefore it has value um without me raving too much about it i'm gonna ask you ron would you create an avatar and dress him unless you choose to be female who knows um in a man united jersey for example and use that I, I know you're a big fantasy guy would you use that avatar in your fantasy game i've thought about this a lot actually about what my connect to this new digital reality would be and as invested in i am as from a technology news um yeah staying current perspective as a user i just don't see myself uh, actually investing too much a, because I, I'm not like that. I'm not super fashion conscious in my real world. I would imagine that translating to... <laughs> well, I think some ladies can as well, but that's not the point. Um, the point is that in, my, in the digital world, it's not something that I care too much about. So I, I don't see myself as uh, the kind of person who kits themselves out a lot in, um, Question in, the, in the digital world. Yeah. Sorry? If you would play your fantasy game and you would be rewarded your merchandise, yeah. would you rather sell it to make some money? Because that's the beauty of NFT merchandise. You can sell that immediately or would you keep it? Uh, depends. I think if there is a decent amount of money to be made, I would sell it. Uh, if I can turn it for, if it's like a couple of dollars, I don't know, anything sub hundred or something like that, I probably wouldn't take it too seriously and just leave it in my digital closet. But if it's like, hey, okay, I can make like a couple hundred bucks and something I got for free. And if somebody's willing to pay me that, I probably would. Um, so yeah, I, I, like I, I completely get the use case and digital trading. It's new, new, new. Uh, as the digital personality builds, the digital personality has a bunch of attributes, and fashion has always been 
one of the most important ways to make a statement about yourself. So I see the use case. Um, the football club is uh, is a great, is a very very interesting solution. But but two things I wanted to say here that struck me straight away. Number one was I like how perfectly I set up this story for you, which is by talking about football, Man United, and then I brought the digital, uh, the the real virtual land. Like I just bring it home for you, Ben. That's what I try to do. Uh, but more more importantly, um, but yeah, I, I think I think the world is going to be full of nifty tailors, um, or there's definitely going to be more use cases for such um, for such products. So yeah. Get your own nifty dealer, why don't you? Nice. Just one um, comment. We have a chat comment from hmm. Elena. Elena, I haven't seen you in forever. Uh, I don't even know what, you, what you're doing anymore. Ah. Um, so good to see you virtually. And she says, CryptoPunks jumping to sport. Um, yeah, also that is a topic, like those almost uh, classic profile picture collections coming to sports. There are a bunch of them already out there there. Um, crypto ballers, there's something from fan controlled football league, there's sports icon, and a bunch of others all trying to create the crypto punks uh, for sports. Um, who's gonna win in the end? We will see. But this approach here with, with virtual merchandise is a good one, in, in my opinion. One hour, opinion. yeah, absolutely. Shout out to the Ukrainian sports tech queens, Elena and Daria. How you guys doing? Smashing it always. I remember right. the, the one pitch that we had with them where they uh, showed up very professionally in the Ukrainian jerseys. That was, that was nice. <laughs> I do, I, I do. Like All right, should we keep this um, going? And we'll stick Yeah, because with... you have aligned things so nicely, um, please continue that train of yours. Absolutely. I'm going to stick in the, oops, sorry. There we go. Uh, I'm going to stick in the crypto world. And talk about crypto sports betting, which has been a topic that um, that I've always connected back the Bitcoin and currency to my brother just entered his house, I should say. Um, I've never seen him live. So if he, uh, you, you want to come if say he hi. Wants... Hey, man, you exist. Nice. I like it. <laughs> You're a guest on the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're going to. Uh, talk about uh, blockchain-based sports betting. I think that's one of the most interesting use cases for blockchain in sports. And you've got a very interesting platform, BetDex, B-E-X, um, which is a platform that has just raised a lot of money, $21 million in seed funding, which was the, the sentence that struck me most. This is, right. their seed, this is their seed round, Benjamin. Yeah, this this plant is going to grow quite a bit, I would imagine. Similar to our seed round. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, the reason it is, uh, this platform uh, raises this much money because it comes with a lot of pedig pedigree. Uh, this is the largest ever seed investment round by a UK startup, uh, the Edinburgh-based, which is why the UK connection. But more importantly, the company is led three former executives of FanDuel. Yeah, okay, so now it starts to make sense why they've raised so much money. FanDuel, which as the article perfectly summarizes, owns 36%, more than a third of the current online sports betting market, which is also a product of their acquisition from Stars and how it all rolls up. Of course, FanDuel is much bigger than just what FanDuel originally was. But anyway, so BetDex is not a sports betting platform, to clarify. That will uh, come uh, soon, but they are 
a betting protocol. So basically, the, the intermediary, the, the clearinghouse function, they do the bet settlement. And because it's backed by blockchain, the bet settlement becomes more transparent. Um, everything is easier for everybody to track. And uh, I'll also show you one important thing. Yeah, this is the uh, other important line that bet, they said this protocol will charge a fee less than 1% of net winnings, which compared to some of the other existing platforms, non-blockchain based, who charge two to 5%. So that's a very significant reduction in cost. Um, this is what the platform looks like. It's a decentralized sports betting protocol. Um, they are built on Solana. Solana, sorry. Um, yeah, all, all details about the platform. I think the last thing I wanted to say about the story, yeah, they plan to build their own betting platform on the protocol, which is yet to be named. They accept wagers in USDT, Sol, and Samo currencies, according to the announcement. Ben, are you betting on blockchain? That's the big question. Yeah, I mean, apparently there is a use case. I was skeptical last time we talked about it. Um, a couple of things on it. Um, first of all, 21 million don't come out of nowhere and probably for a reason. Um, secondly, Solana, uh, I would say the obvious choice because Ethereum is not there yet and transaction fees would be too high and Solana is yeah, um, one of the um, yeah, obvious ways to go. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, and thirdly, um, last week we published a, a podcast with SportsTechX, our let's say, parent company or main project. Um, where I spoke to Lloyd Danzig from Sharp Alpha Advisors, and we spoke about um, decentralized betting as well um, for a bit. So little plug if you're into that, and uh, he's the real expert. Um, it was a very interesting talk um, for, for myself and hopefully for, for you as well. Check, check that one out uh, on our Sports Tech X podcast. Yeah, Lloyd's a great guy. I remember he was the first person I had a deep conversation with about sports betting probably about two years ago, just before the legalization in the US, really knows this stuff. And they also have a fund which they're using to uh, invest in betting-based applications. But yeah, anyway, yeah, definitely go check out that episode. But uh, blockchain means betting in sports. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I wonder how I make the connect to the next topic. Did you have anything in mind or am I just left sure. here in the open? I think it's, I, it's time to get out of the metaverse into the great outdoors, Ben. This is what we should man, do. Man, step man. Up. I'm, I'm deeply impressed. Here we go. All right. Um, we are talking about a company that we have been monitoring, observing for quite a while. Uh, and as you can see on this uh, screen here, uh, AllTrails, a very popular, very successful company, has raised um, 150 million US dollar. That's a lot of money, but it is for a reason. Um, so they call themselves a, a activity platform, outdoor activity platform. And in this, uh, as always, beautifully researched article from the Fit Insider, we find a bunch of reasons why that probably makes sense to get so much money. First of all, this is like a typical uh, screen of what AllTrail does. Um, you use it to go outdoors. You can hike, bike, whatever you want to do. But um, the interesting thing is the numbers behind the company. Where do I have them? Wait a sec. Yeah, here. So, uh, I mean, basically all the numbers are impressive, uh, but let's go through them one by one. They recently eclipsed 40 million app downloads and 30 million registered users. 
that's a lot. They're mainly in North America, as you know. Um, they're also planning to expand, expand and, and come to Europe and, and other parts of the world. But US is probably their, their main market or is their main market. Um, have attracted 100 million visitors to the site in the last 12, 12 months. And they, of course, have a pro version, a subscription model where you pay. And they have reached 1 million paying pro subscribers. While that compared to the 30 million that they have on the platform is not too much yet, I'm sure they're working on it. And I guess that's also what the, the money is probably for. Um, and those numbers, of course, come or can only occur in a certain environment. And also that is beautifully researched by the Fit Insider. In case you didn't know, 8.1 uh, million more Americans hiked last year in comparison to 2020. So again, a topic where the pandemic was a big booster. And 10.1 million households camped for the first time. So lots of new people coming into this industry, coming into this field. So lots of new people want to want to move, want to explore. And those are the ones that you need to get when they come, come new into the field and you want to make them loyal customers of your um, app. And yeah, just one other big number, hiking and outdoor gear market was valued at 6.6 .6 billion in 2021. And all those companies to also try to sell some gear to you at some point, at least they should because they have you on your platform and they can give you nice discounts and all of that. So they, they partner with some of the, the commerce companies. Uh, I mean, we work with um, Signal Sports United and they have uh, outdoor companies as well. And this is exactly what um, their business is. So um, yeah, not surprising that um, they collected so much money and they're not the only ones in that industry. And the question is, yeah, how long can this industry grow? Um, is there an end at some point? Is it going to continue? What do you think, Ron? Um, I, I we never talked about if you're a hiker or not. And yeah, two questions in one. <laughs> no, not, not much of a hike. I mean, I enjoy uh, the outdoors in general. Um, and I will do a hike occasionally. But that if I'm in the outdoors, it's not something I go out and seek on a Sunday morning. I prefer to run. Um, but my personal preferences aside, I, 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 for me, it's not a question of the market as much because I think the size of the outdoor market will continue to grow. There's a lot of a lot of drivers for that. It's more about how a platform like this survives and monetizes and how much of the, the users retain and free and how they move to paid and because I'm sure you saw it. There was a really interesting piece the Fit Insider did on Strava um, and their growth about how which is Strava is the default social network for uh, say athletes um, who do any sort of let's say running cycling traditionally but they have th 30 sports that they cover but how does a social network really function like what's driving that behavior um, and I think that's the big question uh, for all trails which is a platform that by the way yeah, as you just mentioned we work with and we know really well um, so yeah I think for me it's like how do they keep growing like where next because the outdoor market is big but not growing super fast so it's like how much value you can extract. But yeah, really interesting platform and uh, happy to see them continue strength from strength. Yeah, and there's a big fight in that industry going on, uh, big consolidation as well. So um, yeah, expected to have two, three, maybe four, four winners coming coming out of this. Yeah, yep, yep. And there is no uh, formula for what is the winning formula, shall we say. But there oh, is boy. another formula that I have for you. One which is an electric formula um and actually this is this is 
not arguably, this is my favorite story of the week because it is more content that I'm really looking forward to consuming, which Ben, um, we were part of. I mean, uh, yes. not, 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 all, not all trails as well, which is also open in the small window, but just you and me. Uh, but we were, <laughs> we, were, um, we were in Berlin for the finale of the Formula E and uh, we had a great day um, checking out the, the Nick, De, Nick DeVries win the season. Um, but what Formula E has done with their show Unplugged is basically their version of Drive to Survive. It's as simple as that. It's a show that I have gone on and on and on about to the extent that Ben, just to shut me up, decided to watch it. And luckily, I, not luckily, I knew he would enjoy it because he's a sports fan. Um, I even watched great. it on Sunday. I was sitting in a mall in a sushi restaurant. Uh, they say the best, <laughs> the best in the city in the mall. And... It was a big coincidence. There was a screen on the wall, and I've seen the start of the race, and I've seen the end later in, in my room. There you go. Um, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, coming back to this, actually, let me let me play the play the video. I'll play it without the sound. But I, what I really like most more than anything uh, about this is the um, is the distribution approach because this is not a Netflix or anything. They just put it up for free on YouTube. So it's uh, I believe it's seven oh, really? episodes. Wow. Yeah, it's seven episodes, 15 minutes each, and it's just uh, free on YouTube. So Formula E is really, really investing in building their audience. I mean, I'm sure they'll they'll make their money off ads and stuff on YouTube, but it's a nice, good way to create a different monetization model. Um, yeah, maybe not enough to cover the cost of this of the show, but hopefully enough that it'll bring it back for another season. That's the main thing. Um, it was out just two days ago. I have not seen an episode yet. But the promo looks super interesting, and I can't wait to watch it. But wait a second. First of all, you always touch your microphone when you're talking. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. It's hitting, my, it's, it's hitting my jacket. Sorry, sorry. My bad. That's fine. Um, uh, secondly, so all episodes are out, or do they release them week by week? I, I, no, I believe all episodes are out already, yeah. Wow. And do you know who produced this? Because apparently then it was not one of the obvious two. Yeah, exactly. I was looking for that. I couldn't. I couldn't find the information, certainly not on their website. Um, but yeah, I mean, the production value looks pretty decent. It just says that it's uh, yeah, available on YouTube and Facebook, um, covers the full season. Yeah, I mean, the new season comes out in January, so this coming out end of November makes sense. Um, yeah, it looks like a good uh, 15, 15 episode or 15 minutes each yeah that's the thing so, nice i like it i mean formula one uh, formula e um likes to do things differently than others yeah. and this is another example for this so yeah i do appreciate it i have lots of sympathies um for this racing series and um yeah i mean it's a bit of a pity that so many of the well-known uh, uh car companies like um pulled out of the the, the um, racing series but who knows I'm, I'm sure the new ones will come in then yep 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 Cool. Um, I'm I'm awaiting your last um, connection <laughs> to the topic. No, of ben, the I'm, I'm leaving it to you, Ben. Take us home. Take us yeah, into take us into the digital world, which is your home, it seems now. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, is I'm, I'm messing it up anyway. So I'm just going to move <laughs> on. To <the> last one. <laughs> um, so. Um, we started with the metaverse. We're ending with the with the metaverse. Well, that's not a bad one, huh? Um, so um, almost, I would say, news of the week. Nike, yeah. as you can see, created or Nike Land 
check out this beautiful little video here. Um, a bunch of things to, to say about this. Um, by the way, I chose this page that we're on because it gives five or uh, gives five reasons uh, or five things that you should know about the Nike Land. Nice. First of all, it's a virtual world. You see this. Um, secondly, it is built in a cooperation with Roblox. Roblox, famous, um, well-funded um, gaming company who creates virtual worlds, in which you can also play uh, play games and do a bunch of stuff. Um, and they have this nice little, I'm not sure if it's a town, a city, you know, it's an entire land called Nike Land. And as you can see, you can run around, do stuff. It looks very positive, very funny. Everybody's wearing Nike stuff, obviously. So what are the details and why is Nike doing this? Let's just um, scroll through those reasons here. Um, actually, the, the URL is uh, news.nike.com slash news slash five things to know. So this is reason number one. Um, so while, while you walk around there, uh, and maybe you've been to uh, the, the Nike headquarter uh, in, in Oregon, and um, you might see some similarities. That is for a reason, because um, Nike's headquarter was transformed into Nike land. So there are some, some similarities there. The interesting um, thing is, however, um, it doesn't end there. And this here is the interesting part. Um, there is also a Nike Land toolkit, so creators can design only uh, own mini games uh, that obviously involve some of of, of Nike's um, sneakers, merch, whatever. Uh, so they also bring in yeah other people from from external. It's an it's an open uh, open land where where users can also generate their own stuff, which is which is pretty interesting. Number two, um, I also like that one. I think that's 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 a really good um, uh, good strategy. Um, Nike Land, so the virtual part, is enhanced by real-life movement. So if you are getting active in real life, and I assume you would need to use some sort of Nike Wear or something that you can connect to Nike's running app or, or whatever. Um, uh, it's just yeah. a mobile device, right? I mean, it's it's connected any activity through your mobile device. It recognizes it through the accelerometer. And then it'll not sure if there, there has to be connections through something else, or maybe you can connect it right to the game. Could be, yeah. Um, yeah, and the example given here is, let's say, if you do something in the real world, then your avatar makes a long jump or a speed run or whatever. So it encourages you to be active, which is always a good thing and a good story, obviously, also for Nike. Um, thirdly, and that is not a surprise, um, of course, there is a showroom. Of course, you can get Nike stuff. You can put it on, on your avatar. And the, the, the calculation is simple. The more spend, time you spend online in virtual worlds, the more of your friends are in there, the bigger of an audience you have, the more you want to show off and flex your cool, in this case, Nike stuff. So you have your Air Force Ones and, and other stuff that you can get there. Um, fact number four, um, um, Nike Land is entirely free. Uh, and Nike sells it in a way that it's breaking down barriers, that everybody who has access to the internet can also access Nike Land, which is a fair thing. Uh, it means, yeah, once you have an internet connection, you can join Nike Land no matter where you are on this planet. Um, so you don't have to travel anywhere. You have to pay anything. You can just join, which is a good thing. And number four, um, and that's also an interesting one, because we said that the Nike headquarter was transformed or was put into the virtual part into Nike Land. It also works the other way around. Um, if you are in New York, so this is still limitation, and you are at Nike's House of Innovation, you can actually um, walk 
through the virtual worlds with your um, Snapchat lenses. Yeah, so it goes both ways. Um, I guess this uh, happens in a, let's say, controlled environment because maybe they don't want to have any uh, accidents. Maybe the uh, measurements and the size of that um, that building are uh, yes resemble the ones that are the virtual ones. But the the idea is that you can um, experience that virtual world in a Nike surrounding. And they said there are some Nike land inspired. Easter eggs to find. So I guess if you go into certain areas, you might win, I don't know, some 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 goodies, some giveaway or something. Um, yeah, all in all, it's uh, the continuation, if that is a word, of um, what we talked about, uh, I think, two or three weeks ago, uh, where Nike was already showing um, them walking or running outside with those Snapchat lenses on and transforming the real world into a virtual one. And um, yeah, all of that will blend, will be combined and will make running an activity more interesting. It was a long monologue. What's your, <laughs> what's your opinion? Yeah, no, I mean, just on the Snapchat one, I was just going to echo what you just said. I mean, you can see that this is an extension of that partnership. You showed this part of the original conversation. Um, I, think, I think the first reaction when I saw the article, uh, I mean, we had to cover it because it's an interesting story, was that it seems much closer to gaming than sports. I think the obviously through the Roblox connection as well. But even the words that they're trying to create it's more about games people can play, some of which are sports games, but others are just games. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's more game, if, like it's continuing the theme of gaming becoming a, a key part of um, the digital world of the sports or, or the metaverse or whatever, and sports being one part of it, but the gaming being a bigger part of it, obviously through animation and, and all of that. Uh, I think that was an interesting line. Uh, the merchandise, yeah, people will end up spending a lot of money on their digital sales, there's no doubt about this. Um, so we, the, Nike is just finding ways to sell more products. I, I remember did, I did read, and as part of the original article, it said that this is also a testing ground for Nike to see what products, like if because here they can go nuts with designs, right? There's no, oh, yeah, there's no nice, yeah. yeah, there's no constant uh, um, complication of production at all. So you can just create something absolutely crazy, and if it's bought a lot, then you go and do. The production so it's like a great testing ground for design um so you can see yeah lot, lots of cool more interesting products potentially coming out just because they were popular in the metaverse so yeah lots of interesting angles it's a big story sweet that's all we got for today huh that is all we got and i think that's perfect timing because my nose is suddenly started to leak so not a good not a good look for camera <laughs> yeah <laughs> perfect anything no. else no. you want to get rid of besides no. No, this is, it might be you know. might be TMI, but this is this is how we get now. It's all good. It's, it is what it is. It's life. It's reality. It's um, life and it's live. Yeah. All right, all right then, everyone have a good day, evening, whatever, and see and hear you next week. Ciao. Ciao.